Hi folks, I'm Alan Wharton. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on November the 16th, 2011. For newcomers, go into the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com and you'll find hundreds of audios for free download. And hopefully you'll understand the big system that runs the world, runs all the nations, that runs all the money, runs all the, the, the military-industrial complex, pretty well all big business. It's really one big Ponzi scheme anyway. Countries really are, and a global community definitely is. So hopefully you understand how the system truly works and how you're trained to see it in a different way from birth, through your education, and, and onwards it's, it's also um, helped by the media and entertainment even because they keep this kind of particular false reality on the go for your entire life, and most folk never catch on to it, how the system truly works to serve a few. And remember, too, that you're the audience that bring me to you. You can help me out by, because I don't take shares in anything and sell anything at all, and I don't promote different ads and, and sell you stuff and then have partnerships in them and things like that. That's okay. That's how a lot of folk do make their money. But I prefer to do it this way because it leaves me a bit more honest and gives me more leeway to discuss maybe topics that advertisers wouldn't like. Nadja here on this particular broadcast have nothing to do with me. They're paid by, directly by advertisers to RBM for the broadcast and to pay their bills and staff and equipment and for the airtime. So uh, you can help me out by, as I say, buying the books and discs at cuttingthreebase.com. From the U.S. to Canada, you can use a personal check or an international postal money order, or you can use PayPal or some people say in cash. It's up to you. You find out how to do it on the website. And also, uh, across the world, you've got Western Union, MoneyGram, and PayPal once again. And, and really, uh, the nations are awfully, awfully welcome. But I try to put things together for you, as I say, and, and show you how the system works from the, the big international money lenders all the way down. They've been at this for hundreds and hundreds of years by same families, by the way. They bring in newcomers once in a while. And all the ones that we hear in the media uh, that represent central banks and so on, they're, they're lower down on the, on the rung, but they still work for the same ancient organization uh, that really is a very secretive organization with a plan to take over the entire planet and all of its resources. Uh, it's always been their plan, by the way. And it came out eventually in their own writings when they openly claimed they wanted to take over the entire world when they were called the Milner Group and the Cecil Rhodes Foundation, who was in partnership with Lord Rothschild. Look into their general histories, you'll find them all over the place, old books and so on. And so they were quite clear about taking over everything in the world. That's everything you need to live on, water, uh, everything, food, the lot. And they pretty well accomplished it in my own lifetime. And they also said they'd use wars to, to make it happen as well. Well, they haven't stopped. You know, genera- generation after generation is war, war, war. And then the big boys plunder the countries. And then they use the taxpayers back home to rebuild all the structures they blew up in the first place. But they, they pocket all the loot, of course, that they steal from the countries. So this is the reality of the world. You know, I'd give a very short history lesson if I were taught at university. 
instead of praising all uh, the, the big plunderers and pirates uh, who were given great titles afterwards by the governments uh, for doing their bit for uh, the, the few at the top. And, as I say, it's a totally different world from the one you've been trained to believe in. They understand how to use nationalism, uh, socialism, communism, fascism. They use, they use them all. They're all really the same system. Once a wretch you with the, with the right wing, they then bring in the socialists to wreck you with the left wing. And they always starve a good part of the population off when bringing communism. And then they get back into action, and then they go back into capitalism again. So it's, it's, a, it's roundabout by the same people, actually, uh, taking you round and round in circles. It's an old, old technique, and they're still pushing exactly the same technique today. Oh, communism will save us. Go green, yada, yada. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back cutting through the matrix. And I say the world really is completely different from the, the way you've been taught to see it. And uh, education is the start of it. You can't get good propaganda that will take on you later unless you have the right education, which, make, which enables it to work on you later in life, all the propaganda. And uh, as I say, fiction is very good too. Uh, all the comedies that you watch reinforce what you think is normalcy, uh, even though they always give you predictive programming as they alter normalcy into the new normalcy, the ones that are coming up. And everyone goes along with everything without thinking. But uh, we're seeing the, the degradation of society going on and on and on. It's been gone really since before World War II, uh, when Hollywood started up big time, and then escalating afterwards after World War II. And then from the 60s on, it was just pushing the envelope, pushing the envelope until anything goes. And I said, years ago, eventually, you'll see uh, real porn as part of entertainment in, in regular movies. And it's pretty well there. there are, actually, there's some out now, apparently. And it's the same with pedophilia and everything else, too. Everything will be um, in, out in, 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 your, in your face, basically. And you can't get away from it if you want to watch television at all. I don't watch it, so uh, it's best not to... It's like, why watch something that's going to poison you and program you? And, and you have all these neuroscientists and psychologists working with every little show that you watch or laugh at or cry at, working with them to make sure they get these little uh, ideas embedded in your mind and prepare you for the next step and the next step. Most folk don't to have their own opinions. They get, they're given their opinions. And once they're given them, they think they are their own. And they've never reasoned through them or why they've become their own. Generally, it's really emotive implants in what they watch and view in the movies. And they'll argue with you and fight with you to, 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 to hold on to those opinions which were created for them. It's quite a wonderful science, really. Now, the, the fallout too, which is just one place, this is happening all over the place too, but with Jerry Sandusky and uh, the buggering of boys in universities. It's been going on for years and years and years, and lots of folk knew it, and it's been in the media before, little bits would come out about it too. And um, I'll put another article out too, it's, it's actually from the Jewish newspaper too, because at the top of, uh, they're, they're all in shock, they say, because uh, some of them at the top of the university, um, like Graham Spanier, who was the, uh, the head, I think, of the university, a 16-year year tenure at the helm of Penn State University came to an unceremonious end last week when the university trustees fired him. I think a few of them got fired. Everybody obviously knew all, all this stuff, and uh, they're all terrified to say anything, supposedly. That's, that's the excuse we're given. 
because they'd lose their jobs. But anyway, everybody, everybody was in on this thing. And of course, these, these young youngsters too weren't just, it just wasn't just a few of them doing this in the university. They were recruiting young guys to pass around to very high bigwigs. That's what they really do. Pedophilia rings, as they normally call them. And, uh, and there's nothing new in this at all these days. So, uh, because there's nothing to hold on to. It's all moral relativity, isn't it? That's, well, there's no morals anymore. There's no right and wrong anymore. It's moral relativity. And that's ran through every junior school, high school, university until, yeah, anything goes, you know, that's, that's how it is. And of course, this was a, this was a, a deliberate program to destroy cultures and societies. They're still getting pushed from the top across the planet. Now, it's bad enough too, I've, I've said this for years, we the peasants always pay for our chains through taxes. We pay for all the, the CCTV cameras that go up all over the place. We pay for invasions of privacy of all kinds. We pay to be monitored. Uh, and uh, we are stupid, to be honest with you. We're very stupid people or species, you know, very, very stupid to pay for your own chains. Even when it's all the evidence is in front of you, it's constantly put in front of you, and, and everybody just takes it. And you wonder why a few psychopaths at the top will take advantage of your nature. Do you really wonder? Personally, I think people deserve what they get. That's my conclusion. They deserve what they get when they've been warned so many times. And they'll never get off their butt and, and pro- protest and demand individually to uh, what has to be done to stop all of this. Never happen. Apparently, too, is because they're given a lot of fake fronts. Oh, well, I don't have to do anything. These, these fronts are doing it all for me. You see, that's part of the technique of control. Uh, the, the big foundations own hundreds and hundreds of front organizations and masses of NGOs, non-governmental organizations. They've heavily funded as fronts, really, for them. And that's what people do. They wait for the hero, especially Americans. They're always waiting for the lone, the lone guy to ride into town and clean up the corrupt town, like Clint Eastwood did in all of his um, spaghetti movies. And that's true. It's part of the people's nature. The one. It's the same as vote the right one in. One in amongst all these crooks, and it's going to change. If you, if, you, if, you, if you could find the one, you better have some kind of sci-fi force field around them because they'd bump them off so quickly. That's true. And why do you leave it to other people in the first place? You should be doing it yourselves. So council accused of a staggering invasion of privacy as it plans to record every conversation that takes place in taxi cabs. So you're paying for the cab fee. You're paying uh, £260,000 in, in London, the taxpayers, £260,000 so that uh, these taxes can have the CCTV cameras and recorders put into them. And it's only going to outfit 650 taxis. When governments involved some reasons to put the cost to £260,000 to equip 650 taxis so that everybody in every conversation of the passengers is going to get monitored and, and what they're watched at the same time. And they'll put up with it rather than just stop taking them until they get the message. Same with the, the airport, same with the everywhere else. You know, Just stop taking them. No, but they won't do that. They won't do it. See, well, I've always taken taxes, you know. It's like having jam on your toast every morning. Oh, but I've always taken jam, you know. And that's how they do it. So they don't mind getting watched, obviously, since they'll keep using them. So that's all I'll say about that. And 
One of the latest uh, controversies in the Obama government is the changing of the definition of death and even changing uh, the definition of an organ donor. And guess who brought it up? Cass Sunstein. You know Cass Sunstein, the, the, the guy who's into a specific type of strange law that you'll never understand, but I do. And uh, uh, who's up there at the top advising Obama? The guy who wants to nudge you. He works with all the neuroscientists to give you nudges to, to make sure you arrive at the, the proper conclusions and have the right opinions about things and do the right things that your masters, your better types, have planned for you to do. So anyway, uh, it says, Doctor's warning, uh, changes would er- erase crucial lines. Uh, officials running a federal program that's considering redefining death. There you go. There's, there's gods for you. I'm not kidding about that. Gods, you see, only gods can redefine death. But, but they are gods, you understand, and I understand that too. They want to redefine death uh, and are going to be seeking further public comment after members of the Christian Medical Association raised alarms about several problems, including what they believe uh, would be an open door, it says, to pressure families to donate organs before their loved ones had has died. The, the proposal could move the federal government closer to, into alignment with what's been proposed by long-time Barack Obama advisor Cass Sunstein. Obama's regulatory czar, it's amazing to reason all these terms that the same characters used when they ruled Russia, was revealed in 2009 to push strongly for the removal of organs for those who did not have their consent or give their consent to becoming an organ donor. So it doesn't matter if you give it or not now. It's just, uh, your, your organs are worth big bucks to, to the ones who, who run the organ trade. In his book Nudge, Improving Decisions About Health, Wealth and Happiness, Sunstein and co-author Richard Taller presented the possibility of the routine removal of organs because the state owns the rights to body parts of people who are dead or in certain hopeless conditions, and it can remove their organs without asking anyone's permission. So therefore, Cass Sunstein, one of the gods, has spoken. And uh, so the, the state owns you. The state owns you body and soul. I guess, too, they could wrap it and say, well, you see, we've got patent rights on your genes, too, and all that. We own you, technically. And... Uh, and they do, as far as you're concerned. And if, and if they don't, they'll do right into law that they do, because they're, they have all their, they run the law system too, you know. So recreating mankind through genetics, robotics, brain machine interfacing, artificial intelligence, synthetic biology, and nanotechnologies. Listen to details in something transhuman is, this way it comes. Something transhuman this way it comes, it says. Something like Lady Gaga. Though it may sound grotesque, routine removal is not impossible to defend, he wrote. In theory, it would save lives, and it would do so without intruding on anyone who has any prospect for life. And that's a lie, because it's all about bucks. Big, big, big multi-million dollar business. Getting bigger all the time. He also argued for presumed consent. Presumed consent. The idea that anyone who has not left specific orders against organ donation is a voluntary contributor to the program, a plan that's been proposed in some state legislatures as recently as the last few years. A spokeswoman for the operators of the Organ Procurement and Transplantation Network told World Net Daily that a new round of public comments will be heard regarding the issue that the CMA said would allow these uh, those caring for critically ill patients to start considering them for the potential to donate organs while they remain alive. Gone would be the crucial wall separating patient care from donation solicitations, said a letter this week from the chief of the CMA. Such undue influence on difficult decisions at a heart-wrenching time is ethically unacceptable. Well, no, it's not, because they do it in Canada. In Canada, a few years ago, they actually um, uh, set up these, these flying squads where they rushed these experts and who are trained uh, in ways of conning you 
and influencing you in time of grief to make sure that you get your the person who's dying in your family and, and to sign over their body parts when they're not able to do it themselves. Big bucks involved. Big, big, big business, you know. They get the stuff for free. It's just like recycling their plastics. You do it all for, for free. You do it all for them. They don't hire workers for this. Your tax money delivers the plastic to the plants that the, the government took uh, your tax money to build for recycling for private business. And so all their all their raw components come to them for free, delivered to their door. Then they build new plastic rubbish and sell it to you. So here they're going to get your, your organs for free, where you can say, say no or yay, and, uh, and that's how it's going to go, you see. We're all, we're all worth something. Even when we're dead, they can skin us alive or hang us up and plasticize us and put us in art galleries like they're on display in Sudbury right now. Sudbury, of all places, hanging corpses. Isn't that art? Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back cutting through the matrix. You know, everything you read now in the papers is just just the outcome of the, to- the total degradation of society over many, many, many years. And of course, it, greed has been really put up to the pinnacle of attainment uh, in all universities, personal greed. Uh, and, and in fact, I had, I had even topics in some universities on, on uh, not just the culture of greed, but the culture of greed was good. Greed is good. Lots of articles were put out in, that in talks in universities. Greed is good. And we see the effects of it today as the greedy ones and the psychopaths have plundered the planet and continue to do so. Uh, without the old covers that they used to have. They used to hide it so well from the public, the real reasons why things were happening. But with the internet and so on, it's harder to do it in this day and age. Uh, they still own the mainstream media, all of it in fact, but uh, they, they have a harder time keeping everything under under wraps. But also too, it's not just money, it's also to do with an atheistic society because atheism was the goal of the communist faction and also of, of the ones who rule capitalism they had their own religion, and uh, but they wanted to create atheism within the, the rest of society to make it integrated as well. Been awfully successful, and uh, through art, entertainments, and uh, and teaching moral relativity through the schools. Once again, back to no right and wrong, and and, and everyone, all the sciences cash in on it too because they're they're all part of the big structure with neuroscience, and neuroscience is, is prattling on now about a, a happiness area in the brain uh, that affects you. Uh, if you're really addicted to video games and things like that, happiness center, you see. So eventually, you know, guys that flash in the streets or, or rape children in the streets will say, I couldn't help it, it was my happiness center was causing it. And you know, the neuroscientists stand up in court and support them, and they'll get off with it. Can't help it, Your Honor. You know, this happiness center was run overtime. Uh, and this is all coming, kids. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not kidding you. This, this is coming. This is all coming down the pipe. Actually, the whole idea of neuroscience has nothing to do with what they're telling you right now to get you all on board with them as they try to create themselves as a, a real science. That's, that one's must try and get legalized as a true science. So you're going to hear nothing but neuroscience from now on because it's really to start processing each child, even in the womb, eventually. How it all turn, it's all eugenics cut with a new name, you see. The same old thing so that they get the, the, the kind of uniform uh, compliance uh, a kowtow-type society that they really want for the future. But anyway, everything's degraded, and, and there's nothing really to save. Mothers don't even know what they're doing with their children sometimes. They dress them up like little 
prostitutes and think it's funny. You see these articles in the papers all the time. And you'll, you'll hear their, their, them prattling on about how wonderful they are. I read an article recently from Australia where the highest population in Australia or uh, birthing in Australia is happening, pregnant people. And it's all generally young women, 16 and under. And some silly old fool of a mother is prattling on how wonderful it is for, for a child to have her, this, this baby, being pregnant with a baby. And um, not a fetus, by the way. It's actually a fetus is a Latin name for a baby uh, to dehumanize it. And you find that uh, she was over the moon with it. She said, "Oh, it's just amazing." She says, "My my girl, my daughter's had more partners than all my friends put together ever had." And she thinks it's just wonderful. I guess she watches Oprah and stuff like that. You see, it's totally destroyed because the family unit must be destroyed. And then all women are in common, just like Plato said a long time ago in the Republic. How do you get all women in common? You turn them all into anything goes to anybody else, and they go from one part to the next. It's just a circle around. They're all held in common. And so you would understand that the same agenda, very old agenda, has been on the go for a long time by people who understand it very well. And here you have something to just to cheer you up, you know. And I mentioned too that yeah, that plasticized corpses that they're taking on tour and pretending to be art, uh, that they've used in movies too, to make sure you can't miss seeing them somewhere, uh, is in Sudbury, Sudbury, the little mining place. See, all the children must get taught. That's all you are is just another animal. You see, you're just an animal. That's all you are, an animal. And um, and uh, and so the child will grow up. We're nothing really special, you know. And uh, we're just animals, and why not just hangers on plastic, coats on plastic and hangers on wires and have people pay to Google at them or goggle at them. And, um, and that's it. It's, it's again moral relativity, isn't it? So here, here's again all the Hollywood type, the much music type trying to get in, going further and further as it pushed the envelope. And they actually, they actually say that. There's producers that say we're pushing the envelope all the time, you see. It says, is that supposed to be art? Debbie Harry butchers a model of herself in the name of creativity. Anything for, 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 for you know, to, to get ratings, these people. Dressed in a floor-length red dress and, and her trademark blonde hair. This, this woman's in her 60s. Uh, um, Debbie took center stage at the Museum of Contemporary Art Gala and both shocked and disgusted attendees. I mean, how can you shock and disgust the, the same attendees that have seen that, you know, Guy Gaga and all the rest of the things that have been going on for years with more and more. What, what do you do to disgust them all the more? And they're really disgusted because these characters are the ones that want to go and see this kind of stuff. As a 66-year-old singer stood with all eyes on her, two life-sized nude statues of herself. I wonder if they had the wrinkles put in there, the nude statues too. And co-curator Marina Abramovic were rolled onto the stage. With almost magician-like precision, Harry produced a large machete. And as a crowd of celebrities began to cheer, this is a society you're living in today, she plunged the knife straight into the heart of her naked double. I'm sure there's a cabalistic meaning there. We're not sure what message, message this action was supposed to convey, but it was successful in shocking the crowd. Ooh, give us more, give us more, eh? Fortunately, the wounded uh, dummy didn't spurt blood as Harry reached into his chest and withdrew its heart. Oh, that's very, that's very, uh, I know where it comes from. And as Debbie held the heart in the air, it was revealed that it was in fact made of red velvet cake. Oh, isn't that really cute, eh? <laughs> cute cake, eh? But, uh, that proved controversial. Some of members began to chant violence against women. This is by women, folks. Back with more after this break.
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. We're cutting through the Matrix and just talking about the degradation of society that folk just lap up these days because they've seen so much perversion on television. They don't know what perversion is anymore. And they actually get hooked on it too. I'll touch on that later. But they get hooked on this stuff. It's, it's, it's sadomasochism and sex, you see, all, all mixed together. And uh, this is a technique which does take uh, whole societies down. Has done in, in the past, thousands of years ago. Some people use this as a weapon on other cultures, uh, and those folk are still at it, I think. But anyway, it says here, um, as the show continued, a group of shirtless men, armed with meat cleavers, joined her on the stage and began chopping up the two bodies. The dismembered bodies were made of cake that was then served up as dessert and given to guests. Very ritualistic, isn't it? Debbie Harry said, "I haven't eaten a piece of myself yet." Oh, ha ha. She probably even read that from her scriptwriter. Earlier in the evening, Harry performed a song was carried on the stage in a strange Lady Gaga-style moment. I guess she grabbed her crotch to get something in there that, you know, that the guys are on. The blondest singer was lying down covered in a plastic sheet as dinner guests looked on confused. After being taken to the main stage area, she started singing Heart of Glass before cutting into her cake double. Marina Abramovic had received criticism for her masochistic art prior to this on-off exhibition, uh, or, or one-off, I meant to say, I guess, but vowed to go ahead with the show regardless, and she'd be well paid for that. And so that's your entertainment uh, on, on that, as, as they try and outdo each other and gets their names back in the, the lights again. And then you have... Uh, this House of Horrors abortion clinic uh, in the U.S. Fifth House, the Fifth House uh, House of Horrors abortion clinic bleeds, it pleads guilty to murder. And it says um, a former abortion worker has pleaded guilty to two counts of murder in relation to the deaths of an abortion client and an infant born alive during a botched abortion at Philadelphia's notorious House of Horrors abortion facility. And uh, Linda Williams entered her guilty plea yesterday. Investigators have found that despite the fact that Williams was both unlicensed and untrained with only a ninth grade education, she routinely anesthetized uh, abortion clients and performed ultrasounds at Kermit Gosnell's abortion clinic. I wonder if the sign above the door, Kermit Gersner's abortion clinic, get it here. According to a grand jury report issued earlier this year, Williams also was also responsible for dealing with babies who were born alive while Gosnell was away. That's her covering for her boss. But she did in the same way all the other staff did at the clinic by snipping their spinal cords. Uh, how'd you get on at work today, dear? Oh, not bad, you know. In addition to the two counts of third-degree murder, Williams also pled guilty to conspiracy to commit murder, conspiracy to participate in a corrupt organization, and illegally administering drugs to women undergoing late-term abortions. Williams' crimes could net her 200 years in prison, but her plea bargain agreement allows for a reduced sentence in exchange for providing testimony against Gosnell. Her sentencing had been delayed until after Gosnell trial, which may not happen for another year. They'll postpone that, postpone that, postpone that. Williams is the first em- fifth employee at Gosnell's plate to plead guilty. Four pleaded guilty to murder, while a fifth to perjury. The grand jury report released January this year has detailed testimony from clinic staff who said that killing large, late-term babies who had been observed breathing as is after birth and moving was a regular occurrence and standard procedure at the clinic, at the filthy clinic. Uh, one staffer said such a, so that basically they just snipped their spines and killed them. 
See, it's all more relativity again. Well, what's right, wrong anyway? After all, you know, what's wrong. abortion's legal now, so why not just take a step further and kill them? I mean, there's already been abortionists, big name ones, come out and said that, kill them up to three years of age. I know, I know why he said that too. The authors of the report slammed Gosnell's abortion practice, saying it reflected an utter disregard for the health and safety of his patients, a cruel lack of respect for their dignity, and an arrogant belief that he could forever get away with the slovenly and careless treatment of the women who came to his clinic. No, it's for big bucks. <laughs> That's what it was all about, big, big money. The only thing Gosnell seemed to care about was the cash rate in from his illegal operation. Uh, and... And he goes on and on and on. But this is late-term abortion, and of course they, they do that in regular clinics too that are state-funded and with all the proper stuff there, etc., very clean. Uh, they do that on when they change that to late-term abortions and even partial birth abortions, which are which is the same thing, really. The thing can be coughing and there they go. The baby's coughing away, trying to clear its lungs, and you just snip them. They actually just stick the scissors in their skull when they're coming out just to say it was never born, just to make it a kind of legality from a religion, which I also understand. Anyway, that's what you're living in amongst today. And then you get this fad that gets stuck out. You know, you understand, if you want to rule over a people, you must go into ancient times and see who ruled over whom. And all the ones that were the whom uh, were called pagans, etc. You degenerate them into paganism to rule them. This is Stephanie Redder of Detroit is one of the many new mothers across the U.S. today who is eating her placenta. The act of ingesting the placenta is said to prevent postpartum depression and other health issues associated with birth. With this pregnancy, I do feel sadness, blew a little bit, but I think it could have been worse if I wouldn't have been doing this, eating the placenta, Redder said. I feel real good, real calm, and not bothered by daily things. I wonder if it's full of Valium that she was taking during her pregnancy. Anyway, in Redder's research, she learned eating her placenta after birth, I remember she researched it, after birth would also help better her milk supply to her son, and also help her uterus regain its normal shape. Unlike some women today who are actually eating pieces of their raw placenta or even whipping up special recipes, and they've got links for their special recipes here, I guess they're from China, uh, like placenta meatloaf or shakes, Redder's ingesting her placenta in capsule form. Stacey Thompson, New Detroit, is what you call placenta encapsulator. She says, placenta encapsulating takes the icky factor out of eating the placenta. Once a woman... Uh, the baby, she will get a call to come back and pick up the placenta where the mother gave birth and will take it home to encapsulate. You don't necessarily need an encapsulator to help you. There are how-to instructions like this one, and there's all these links on it and how to do it if you fancy going in for that. Maybe you get a few tips from Debbie Harris. But anyway, that's the world you're in. And talking about paedophilia, says eventually they're phasing it out, you see, because the next part is bestiality and paedophilia, for those who don't know. That is the, the the world. All your censor, your national censor committees that, that supposed to oversee and keep your culture are the opposites. All Orwellian, and they meet the Daniel ones, uh, uh, the Universal ones, and they actually talk about how to push the culture. Are the are the folk degraded enough in this area yet? Yeah, yeah, they are. Okay, we'll push the next step. You see, and eventually there'll be no pedophilia because it's now called intergenerational sex. You see, and and they're actually using the UN's rights to the child. For those who don't know about that, uh, again, very Orwellian, the rights of the child gives no rights to the parents. And if the child takes a lollipop and says, okay, then the child consented to having sex, you see.
Very clever, devious sod, certainly at the top. Very devious. Yeah, it's for a long, long time, mind you. Girl 13 left in walking coma. Well, actually, the one I want to read about is, is actually the, the children, girls uh, who recruited as being models, they don't want them any, any younger now than 16. They want them about 13 and 14. I'll put that one up tonight, too. Just, just, to, just to let you know. It actually says that. It says 16 is too old for a model career, young girls are told, because they're pushing younger and younger children now. Children, you see. Girls as young as 13 are being sought by a Sydney modelling agency which describes 16-year-olds as too old for the international industry. Gear Model Management Director Dragan Domovsky said other Australian modelling agencies were very cons- conservative about the minimum age of the girls employ. The Daily Telegraph reported, in a bit to find young models to add to its books, the boutique agency is launching a talent search across Sydney next month and is inviting entries from males and females between the ages of 13 and 19. But they're actually looking for the very, very young ones. Isn't that just, oh, what do you expect? The, the parent, you understand a lot of these parent, these children now, they never had two parents, or they've had a mixture of strange ones, and, and all have been brought up with this television and, and fashion magazines and, and movies. And uh, music television, where you're supposed to be a slut. You see? We don't know what a slut, what is a slut today? Define it. Today, what did you define, please, what a slut is? I mean, I don't know what it is anymore. You know? But um, here's, here's, here's a part of the thing, too. Now, Gardasil and, and all these other different uh, things are putting people in comas. But um, it's to do with the human papilloma virus saying that it gets into the cervix may cause cancer. It's interesting, too, that the, the ones they're supposed to be putting in the cervix and other ones aren't the actual ones that they cancer from. But that doesn't matter. You're not supposed to know that, you see. It's, it's a big... But 80% of all women have them because of today's... I can't call it, can't say, I still call it promiscuity or just choices. I don't know how you phrase it in a particularly correct society, but it says, Girl 13 left in walking coma, sleeps for 23 hours a day after this severe reaction to cervical cancer jab. And it says, bad reaction. Lucy Hinks, 13, began to experience extreme exhaustion, etc., etc. And, and, uh, and then they go into what happens. They go into comas and all the rest of it, and some of them get strokes and yada, yada. I'll put that up as well. For you, just to let you know how it really is all, all going. But get into all this weirdo stuff because it is a science to do with sadomasochism uh, and pain and sex, and you bring it all together. Old, old uh, occultic uh, knowledge, you know, and uh, from one source, an old source, and and this is how you you, you manage folk. You, you take over their minds. Uh, you actually take over their minds completely, twenty-four hours a day, in fact, for life. By using these techniques, etc. But yet, but for years they've been using porno and all kinds of weird stuff to try and find out how to change sexual perverts who get into prison and into clinics and prisons, mainly prisons, and make them watch all this stuff all day long. And of course, then the neuroscientists are jumping on as well. And you understand, this stuff damages them too. You can't watch this stuff. It's scientifically designed. Does it make your brain damage? You can't have a normal relationship after all this stuff. And of course, those who put it all out don't want you to have any normal relationship. They want you to be ultra-promiscuous and never bond with anybody for life and have children. Order of Canada recipient damaged by his work. The Order of Canada is their big high hootspur thing, like the Order of the British Empire and Order of Canada for folk who get up there in science and so on. Post-traumatic stress caused by years of viewing disturbing videos. 
No kidding. I'm, I guess the taxpayer will fund him for watching all these dirty movies and stuff. Dr. John Bradford is awarded the Order of Canada by Governor General David Johnson at the Rideau Hall, Ottawa, November the 4th, 2011. Into the sick minds of violent sex offenders is the only way to heal them and to protect potential victims, says Dr. John Bradford. You need to learn something, and it's not, it's not what to do. You don't get into their, they're sick, they are sick, uh, you know, offenders. This is, this is one of Canada's leading forensic psychiatrists. He's done this difficult work, it says, for some 30 years. Imagine 30 years watching the same porno and stuff that affects them and children having their heads hacked off and snuff movies and all that kind of stuff. 30 years of it, and getting paid to do that too. Eh? On Friday, a grateful nation acknowledged the immense contribution with one of Canada's highest honours. At the Rideau Hall ceremony, Bradford was invested as a member of the Order of Canada by Governor General, who represents the Queen, by the way, David Johnson, uh, capping a remarkable career at the Royal Ottawa. He was one of the three Ottawa recipients in a group of 39, which is three times 13, <laughs> who received similar honours. It's very cacultic, these things, these shows when you watch them. For a lifetime of upstanding achievement and service to the nation, the other Ottawa recipients included literary giant and University of Ottawa scholar David Staines, blah, 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 blah. Noted for his work and research on the assessment and treatment of violent sex offenders, Bradford reflected in an interview on how far forensic psychiatry had come in Canada, and he considered the honour a celebration of what he and many others were doing in a line of work that, by the very nature of the people they dealt with, made it hard to, for many to appreciate. It is very unpopular, an unpopular field to look at, but I know that if you really want to protect women and children, you should put your mind into it, Bradford said. It's critical to understand why people do what they do. What we are doing is understanding it, bringing it out of the closet, if you like, so people can talk about it and come forward and get treatment before they hurt somebody. No, the neuroscience have already told us now. They can't help doing that, raping and killing and getting pleasure off it. It's because of a thing a missing part of their brain, you see. <laughs> However, in trying to prevent others from being hurt, Bradford suffered his own damage. Bradford said long periods spent watching video of horrendous acts of sexual violence left its impact. The stress started with the Paul Bernardo case, and it got worse the more he watched. I had a tremendous difficult time getting the video tapes out of my head. I didn't understand it, but I had trouble sleeping. It got worse, and what I found was that I had developed acute post-traumatic stress disorder, he said. What happened to me was that through a whole process of looking at high-definition video of sexual violence, everyone's got high-definition TV and so on, eh? it affected me. I recovered from it, but I had to go and get help. You see, you can't what Now, if I wouldn't say that psychiatrists are normal people. They're not really. But uh, the fact is, this stuff is designed to damage normal people. And you're watching the simulation of it and maybe even the real stuff on your television and your internet all the time. And you wonder why society is kaput. Bradford, who has mentored many young forensic psychiatrists, says the proliferation of violent sex videos means one of his most important messages to new doctors is to be aware of their impacts. What I've been talking about more recently is to explain to younger people how they need to be careful of that stuff because once it's in your mind, it can really bother you. See, what he's he's saying is what religion used to say. You worship the image of the beast. It's the image you worship. The the image implants itself in your mind. It's called imprinting. And certain scenes will never leave you. You understand? Something, as I say, the people who've been completely put out of the picture, folk who had thousands of years of culture through all their religions, all knew 
But of course it was all put away with, again, liberalism, with their big agenda. And then they're refinding it's true. But of course they won't refer to that. I just did it, did it for them, you know. The image embeds itself and you'll never have a normal relationship. And you'll start to emulate in those, any relationships you do have, you know, your passing relationships that everyone has now, you'll emulate that in reality and you become dangerous. And of course, a study in video games may change the brain. I've got to laugh at this one. Like they've, they've done so many in the topic rewiring the brains. And there's another one here. Like, like, what are you going to do about it? Fourteen-year-olds, eh? uh, teens who play video games a lot have a larger uh, pleasure center in the brain receptors in Germany. Said Dr. Simon Kuhn or Kohn of Charity University of Medicine in Berlin. A large team of European colleagues looked at 154 Berlin student children split into two groups. Infrequent video gamers who played on average about four hours per week and frequent gamers who played about 21 hours, 21 hours a week on average. When the children who were frequent gamers underwent a magnetic resonance imaging scan, that's what they're using for psychopaths and everything. And eventually every child will have to get this done. And if you have a bit of creativity center there, they'll have to neutralize it to make you nice and placid as you grow up for the new world order. But anyway, it says here, Researchers found the ventral striatum of the brain had more grey matter than the frequent video gamers, the Australian Broadcasting Corps reported. The ventral striatum is usually associated with everything that brings pleasure, Kuhn stated in a statement. For instance, food and monetary reward, we're just like little rats, say eh? food and monetary reward. It's also been associated with some addictions. If you show a smoker a cigarette, for example, the ventral, the ventral striatum is activated. It also is too with the ones who watch all this perverted sex, by the way. I didn't mean to do that and have sex and snuff this person. You see, I watched too many movies. And then the neuroscientist will stand up in court and say, it's true, Your Honor, it wasn't his fault at all, it's just his brain, you see. (laughs) I know where it's all going and where it's supposed to go. It's quite a racket we're living in. But it's the end of, of the culture, as you understand. Back with more after these messages. Hi folks, we're back and cutting through the matrix and just talking about the, there's no, how can you respect life today in this day and age where no one else does either, you know. And, uh, everyone's been taught to be narcissistic and all the rest of it. And just before I go to a caller, this article I'll put up tonight too, and it's a, they're very concerned at the top, you know, the, the, the Journal of Sexual Medicine. It says, um, it says, that if you're searching for a reason not to have sex with animals, add this to the list. It could give you penis cancer, according to the new study published in the Journal of Sexual Medicine. And it's published, it's promoting a book, of course, to, for, for, to have safe sex with animals and, and stuff like that. Just in case you've watched enough of disgusting stuff, you're fed up with slaughter and people cutting bodies apart and eating their hearts and eating placentas and, and all that kind of stuff. You can go on to the next step and, and, and try, try out all the other animals in the garden. Right? Anyway, I'll go to, I think it's Jeff in New York. Is, is it? Yeah, Sean. Sean in New York. Are you there, Sean? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. How you doing, Alan? Yeah, this is um, Sean from yesterday. I'm just listening in on the information you're giving in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically, um, 
I was listening on how you basically said like this, this the sexes and basically the pornos what they feed to you and basically control your mind. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so so like basically like I, I'm understanding what you're saying like, but like it's like to the point the only person that they realize what they're doing is like you got to find out the truth and then you got to basically fight out your mind like the images and 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 what's basically programmed into your mind you got to fight it out you got it, it takes a mental step. Yeah, and you've also got to find out why they're doing it. And it's a, a very old, very ancient, very old occultic science. And a group, a group of people actually have brought down nations in ancient times by promoting this upon them. And it has been done again in this day and age. Yeah, yeah so basically, um, uh, I'm not sure if things were going to repeat itself, but this, this, is, this, like, this is, is getting out because more people are starting to learn and starting to figure out what's going on. But it's, it's it's much harder to, to to tell other people because people are just maybe comfortable in the environment or just made things a lie or just just don't know what to do. Like it's hard to tell people because people are people. This this there's a certain type of reaction to things. They get angry at you. They want to kill you because you're telling them what they you're saying, or they they get scared and they basically go into a whole different like a a nervous breakdown. They like basically they shiver in a corner or something. Don't know what to do. Yeah. And it, it's like. It's like, um, is that the point? Is that the point that, that, like, like, what is to do? Like, what to do? And I actually read an article. I actually read an article on TPUC dot org about, um, about some some guy just basically telling about the human race and all the things that they basically inject into you and in, um, the medicines. And it's called hush. Don't um, don't speak. They they don't want you to tell. Yeah. It's basically just like that. It's certain things like it's 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 it's, it's so crazy because. If you tell, they would try to they would try to find you. They send the CIA, the FBI, the IRS at your door, they're knocking on your door, try to harass you. They try to throw their game at you, and if you beat them at their game, that's when you become a real target. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And what you have to do too, uh, rather than just go out and, and try and, and alter people, you got to start with yourself. If you can't do it with your, if you can't train yourself and organize yourself, you, you can't do it with anyone else. You know? True. And that's that, that's the one you, you must first conquer yourself and be your own person. Because only then will you find your own person. Up until then, you've never been your own person. You're really a, a, a mosaic of what's been indoctrinated into you. So find yourself. Yeah. Yeah, but then you really ask yourself, who are you? Yeah, absolutely. And and, and uh, you definitely won't be the person that the, the, the big boys want you to be. But thanks for calling and for. Pennsylvania, Fairwell, and Mark from Texas may be called tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. From Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, this good night to me, your God, your God's go with you. Remember to help me out too on this end because there's not much coming in.